Hey, and welcome to Does It Hold Up, a textured air podcast where we discuss all of the blackest black movies you've ever seen, some you've never seen, and some you probably shouldn't see. And at the end, we ask the million dollar question, does the film still hold up all of these years later, or was it just a product of its time? If you like this, make sure you leave us a five-star review and subscribe. It really does help. And make sure you visit our website, texturedair.com, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at texturedair. Now, let's get into it. This week, we'll be talking about... B2K! And you can Woo! Love, love, love. Um, correction, correction, correction. It's other black boy bands that make me horny. Maybe not so much with their appearance, but definitely with their music. So please, I would like you to redo that. I would like to redo that intro. With the addendum... That make you Mariah horny? Black boy bands that make Mariah horny. It's different. It's different. Okay, so let's like start with what is the most important part of this entire episode. Since you've looked up B2K, Mm -hmm. you have to tell me Mm -hmm. who you have to rank them. I'm gonna start just because I (laughs) just I need you to rank them from best to worst, and this is on the Mariah and this is on the Mariah scale of attractiveness. So at the top, number one, J Boog. No contest. No contest. Not now. Not ever. Not then. In two thousand three. Not in two thousand three when I had a spray painted pink. I had a spray painted pink J Boog white tee from the corner store for the Big Jam Summer Concert in Chicago, which I couldn't go to because I was too young. (laughs) They used to do spray-painted T-shirts, okay? You know how they do those on the runway now? Well, they used to do those in my hood back in the day, okay? (laughs) They got it from us. I had the earrings, the big hoop. When you were seven. When I was seven years old, I had those big gold hoop earrings, and they said B2K. (laughs) They were from the flea market. They said B2K. In the part where the name usually goes, they said B2K. And, of course, I had my lip gloss from the beauty supply, and I had my little side ponytail, and I was like, J-Boog is not going to be able to resist me. He is not going to be able to resist me. So I was like, I'm about to bag this nigga. It's like, all you bitches better just go home. Like, when me and my cousin, we cut up the sides of our shirt (laughs) and tied them in a really fun way so that the t-shirts were like, like tight. You know how they do. Like, they cut it up and then make it frilly like pom-poms or whatever. Did you, did you, did you ever do that? Did you ever do that to your exactly t-shirts? Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad I'm not alone. No. Not with my African parents. Not, not with your African parents. Not let me out the house. It wasn't no, allowed. No, no, no. Mm, see, absolutely not. See, my mom was like, not. my mom also is like a youngish parent. Like I think compared to other parents, she was like one of the youngest among them. So for her, it was like, oh girl, go ahead and do that. Do that. She had me when she was 21 years old. Which I can't imagine, like, at 21, me being able to do anything. I couldn't even find matching socks at 21. But, so that's, um, so that's, so, so that's my number one. Back to, let, to make a long story short, J-Boog is that's my, number one. is my okay. number one. And then after J-Boog, I, I hate to admit this, but it's definitely Lil Fizz. 
Lopez, aren't you? Yes, I knew you were gonna say Lopez. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to my ancestors. You're not. You're not. No, you're not. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to my ancestors. I'm so sorry. That's all it means. I'm so no. Don't say sorry to your ancestors. Say sorry to us modern black women right now. When you know how Lil Fizz and April Jones have been acting. And you're gonna say that? And are, are they still together? By the way, are Lil Fizz and April still together? Been able to keep up with I that. Has Lil Fizz checked on his child recently? That's Mariah. Don't care. Mariah. Don't care. I really don't. You know how I am. Depending on the Mariah scale of attractiveness, that's not for that. Exactly. My. I don't blame her for that. My barometer. Yeah. Research. Getting me. Yeah, listen, uh, my life motto is fuck them kids. So I don't care about how, <laughs> like, I don't give a damn <laughs> about whose kids is getting checked up on or not. They ain't got nothing to do with me. Um, it's probably why I'm attracted to Drake. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, shit. I forgot about that. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Number three. I just want him to say something. I want him to talk about it. I want him to talk about it. He's never going to talk about it. No one's going to press him about it, ever. He'll never, he'll never go in front. He'll never go in front of an interviewer who would press him about that, which means he'll never be interviewed by, like, a black no. woman. Like, he just, like, he wouldn't do it because he, right. he, he, could, he could, what, what could he say? What could he say? So... Then number 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 three interviewed by a black woman for what for what for what um and so number three and final is Omarion obviously because he just has good energy aren't there four though and fine you know what (laughs) I stand by she says I stand by what I says. And this isn't to, you know, downplay any of the things Rasby has been through, but my childhood hatred of him has not gone away. He was always the odd man out. They could never oh dress God. him. I don't know the history of BGK. That's okay, Cynthia. That's why we're here. This is what this is I for. I will be addressing that later. I will yeah. be addressing that later. I'm very excited to hear about it. Literally, all I know about BGK yeah. is their, like, wannabe plotline on Love and Hip Hop. That's it. Listen, we don't we don't acknowledge y'all had me listen. We don't acknowledge that part of B2K. Like it's not important. That part of B2K is not important. It's just like you you just can't it doesn't do I was very offended when Wikipedia kept trying to bring it up. I was like, girl, do you not remember the years two thousand to two thousand four? That's not what I'm here for. Do you remember you got served? Which again no. I'll say what you, No, who what do you do you remember do Okay, okay. Do you remember the years 2000 to 2004? I do remember I was, the years 2004. I was, I was, it's like one and a half at the beginning of 2000. Oh, Lord. I remember, oh, Lord. I remember the year 2004, and I definitely remember B2K, okay? I, like I told you, like I told you, when You Got Served came out, I made my daddy take me to go see it three times. Three times in the theaters. We said we are support. I've been a supporter of black arts since I was a child. Okay, some people have just jumped on the bandwagon. I have been supporting oh, black oh, filmmakers. Oh, 
oh, oh, so jumping we're on not. The so the immigrants are jumping on the Oh, here we, here we go. Here we go. Never supported black eyes. Here we go. This is exactly what happens. This is the kind this is the kind of infighting that we're talking about in the community that we're trying to bridge the gap between. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so that's black on black. So that's my top four. Okay, who wants to go next? Who um, wants to go next? Um, I'll be yeah, chiming in. Yeah, I want to know. Um, I would like to show Love off. It. First of Love all, it. let me make this clear. Um, I'm a little bit older than you guys, so I was actually six years right. old during all of this. <laughs> um, I have real memories <laughs> of this. Um, right. And so with my vast knowledge, I'm here to pay nothing but respect to the mm-hmm. King Rasby, who is my number one okay. choice. Oh, my God. Who is my number one choice. <laughs> Right. Uh, yeah. The lips were the lips were lips, and I was into it. Um, okay, I will say that I had it. trouble today. Right. I tried to remember like what my ranking was then when I was very young, um, but today I fell victim during this my was research. Always my ranking. Nope. I, well, today I'm explaining during my research, <laughs> I fell victim to the light skin wizardry of Lil Fizz, and he. I was like. Is he also your number two? I was taken aback. Like, I just kept looking through pictures today, and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> I know. I don't want to. I don't want to. Oh, my God. Rapping. This is embarrassing. I don't this want so to. It's like, it should be Omarion. The, to- the toxicity is jumping out, but... I'm not proud of myself for this. I'm, I'm not proud of myself. I liked what I saw. Um, and then I'm going to definitely have to say Omarion is next. I mean, he's the lead singer of the group that has to count for something. Um, and wow, Jay Book is left. Jay, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I had to think like, who is that other one? I had to like look it up today. I said, what is his name? Yeah, he looks very young. You wrong for that. He looks. I could not remember, Mr. Bug. And then the worst part of it was when you look up his name, there is some lovely. It looks like a man of Asian descent who pops up, who is a Grammy award-winning artist, also named Jay Bug. So he's not even the first Jay Bug. It's a shame to oh, see. You to see it. No, that's not the truth. I have to Google this right now. It's a now. Grammy award-winning. Now, Jay Bug has some KCAs. And he... he has a number of Kids' Choice Awards, but he does oh, not have I the Grammys. I you said that to me. Now that Kids' Choice They have several blimps. They have several orange blimps. Oh my so god. Well, if they get slimed, is the question. <laughs> <laughs> if they got slimed, that's the equivalent of a Grammy for the kids. Exactly. Exactly. Honestly, exactly. He's Samoan. Yes, he looks he's he, Samoan. There you go. He's doing he's great. A reggae Already he's more dynamic than Jay Book. This man is so layered. <laughs> okay, J-Bug but Jarrell Demonte Houston. <laughs> Jarrell Demonte Houston of Jarell Thompson, Demonte. California. Still, Let me king. stop hating on him. He didn't do anything Still wrong. <laughs> to this day. He didn't do anything wrong. To Let this me stop. Day. That's my king. <laughs> Great. I would love to hear do you guys' thoughts. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm not going to yeah. go there yet. Please. I want to hear. I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear Satchel's first. Yes, go yeah, Satchel. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm ready to go. So I obviously, because I, uh, I have no knowledge of b2k like in my child life wow. like, i did but not really like if you ask me to name any of the members i wouldn't have been able to tell you yeah if you asked me to name a song wouldn't be able to tell you if you played a song i would have been like oh i know that song but i didn't i didn't know about anything about b2k so that being said right it was boys, the boys of, of y2k millennium. yes 
Um, right. So, um, that being said, my ranking is based on one on two things. Um, one of them is drama. And the other one is the Proud Family movie. So, oh my God, I forgot. We're gonna talk about the Proud Family movie. Girl! Because Omarion, Omarion, Omarion was 15 cent. Come on, 15 cent! In the Proud cent. Family movie. And for that reason- You remember when he ejected DeJanae from his Hummer? He said, I'll see you tomorrow, Penny! Like, <laughs> and like, oh, of all the names, like Omarion is the only one I'm most comfortable, like, I'm like, oh, I've heard of Omarion. I've not heard negative things about him. He was 15 cent. Number one, we'll give that to him. Especially because I appreciated his response to uh, Lil Fizz in April and, and that whole plot line. And he was like, that has nothing to do with me. And I'm like- I said, that's the energy. But, but I will say um, my ranking, my ranking does, even though uh, I did say that drama is a really important part. And obviously with Omarion being my first, I mean, someone who's willing to not play into the drama, but separately on the other side of the spectrum, I really want to bring up Raz B. Oh my God. Because I'm just <laughs> loving every- He brings it every time. Because when I looked up Raz B and there's just a section, there's a section of uh, the B2K Wikipedia page called Raz B Various Incidents During the Tour. And just for that, <laughs> and just for that, Oh my God. Raz B really brings it to you. Raz B really brings it to you every time. There are several, there are several bullet points on that list. Oh my God. I know none so, of them. Um, also, one time that he got hit in the face with a bottle and almost went into a coma. Yes. I read that. Yes, I, rem I remember I that. that. I remember that. I read that on Media and Takeout. I, and I said, I love, I love a man who, yes, who lives Media Takeout. Remember oh them? God, I haven't heard that. I haven't heard Media Takeout. Hey, so come much. on. Yeah. This was before Instagram, y'all. No, that's why I know. It was just like I hadn't heard the phrase Media Takeout in at least two it's years. It's been at least, at least five or six years, years oh, since so, I've heard that. Yeah. So then we're going to go with J-Boog because I don't know a lot about J-Boog. But uh, I know I dislike Lil Fizz, so and that's my rank in there. <laughs> the fact that Jay Boog is so low on everyone's list is like is upsetting me and my homegirls. And by me and my homegirls, I mean me and this drink. We are very homegirls. You mean you? We are very upset that y'all have such you and that margarita taste. I'm gonna go for my order. I'm gonna go Omarion first, only because he's the only one I actually knew of before Love and Hip Hop. Thank you. I don't know what it is. Omarion penetrated the first generation immigrant. <gasps> like Lil wow. Fizz was like, I was in B2K, and I was like, what was that? Like I have like B2K was not part of my childhood in any way, shape, or form, like at all. So going off of that, I also looked up all of their heights because I rate men based off of how tall they are. And they're all under 5'8", which is my lowest limit. So I'm going to have to go with Omarion <laughs> first and everybody else second because I don't know them enough to like rate them off of anything yeah. else other than their heights. Truly. Truly. Wow. Wow. Omarion is 5'7". 
Well, Marion is five six, so I got. That's exactly what I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Omarion repping for the short kings. Omarion is repping for the short king. How tall is Jay Bug? How tall is Jay Bug? I mean. Not the Samoan. Not the Samoan. You know what? I'll take it. I like a good short king. Jay Bug's like 4'11. Not 4'11. Why don't I? I'm. He just gives me trials. I'm really offended. Yes. Why does he have four kids? Don't you dare forget that half. I hate you. I hate you so much. Oh my god. Babies alone didn't ask for this. Exactly. All right. Okay. Honestly, it was the big clothes. Like I think the big clothes. Everyone was wearing them, so everyone looked like five six. Everyone looks actually. That's true. No, but that's remember fifteen cent. That's where. That's like that was the era, though. It really was. So like, I want to start by talking about. Literally, you have to go and watch the Proud Family movie on our shared Disney Plus account that only Satchel pays for. Yes. <laughs> she the, to pick up a month, by the way. She I'm literally like, never asked yeah, us for money. Throw me. I know. I just have a really bad. I have a really bad problem asking people for money, even if it is owed me. Literally, um, we owe you the money. I know. But anyway, that's aside from the point. Um, the point is, the point is, right. is that this was very important to me, obviously because of my deep spiritual connection to B2K. So it was very important to me that we talk about this. And this is probably going to go hand in hand when we do, of course, 100% watch You Got Served. Because it's vital. It's vital to our viewing habits. It's vital to the culture. Okay? Before there was Stomp the Yard, before there was that I mean, that is what this podcast is meant to debate. Isn't it? Well, or not, it's it's essential to the culture. I mean, that's for us to decide. Sure, sure, sure. But my opinion is just whether or not it holds up. I think it does. Do you watch it back in cringe? You know, I mean, that's always the question. But here's the thing. It brought up it brought up in me just like this, this whole thought of like, just how important black boy bands are to me. And when I think of my experience with it, obviously, I have a a lot like a lot of varied musical tastes like I remember in seventh grade when I almost exclusively listened to Marilyn Manson but oh like I I like I remember so specifically about like my first encounter with like black boy bands and it was B2K you know like we all heard of like NSYNC and those you know, or Backstreet Boys and all that good stuff. But I don't think enough gets said about how, like, you know, bands like B2K, like, and then even if we want to go back further than the 2000s to a time when none of us were old enough to, you know, comprehend anything back to the 90s, which is a lot of the music that I shared with you on that playlist. Um, A lot of the music that I shared with you on that playlist was from the 90s. And you think about just, like, hearing these black men sing so passionately, sing so passionately about, about like women and like just hearing them pour their hearts out. Like every time I listen to lately by Jodeci, like it's like my heart just like goes to a different place because 
If anybody can sing it, Casey and JoJo can. But so then I want to talk about then just like yeah. what were your first encounters with black boy bands? Ooh, amazing. I know for me, it was not many. It was really only boys to men. My older sister used to play them all the time. And I've been on a boys to men kick recently. Uh, honestly, other than boys to men, it was like nothing else. It was just pure Christian music in my house. Open up the hymn, hymnal. Plenty of songs there. Why do you need an iPod touch? You know, <laughs> I never had an iPod touch, though. I actually had the iPod Nano and that did slap. But on my iPod Nano, I had like the Disney like albums. Like it wasn't like I was so young by the time the Nano came out anyway, that like what I was downloading was like not anything. It literally was like Disney songs. <laughs> Me and my brothers, me and my brothers used to download Eminem and like Soulja Boy and Lil Wayne like mixtape on our MP3 player from LimeWire. That's how old I (laughs) Come on, LimeWire. You always had to do the first blink to make sure that you didn't get a virus. To make sure you didn't get a virus. (laughs) Listen. You really had to watch what X's you were clicking to make sure you're not accidentally downloading Mm -hmm. something. You got to get the right download. Exactly. Soulja Boy. Like crossing your fingers that it's the song. Right, because it could just be Soulja Boy. It could just be more Soulja Boy. You download an, an Eminem song. Like, <laughs> Soulja Boy, really? You know, we talk a lot of shit about him, and all of it is deserved. But one thing he oh, never man. got wrong. <laughs> and one thing he never got wrong. All deserved. And what? Deserved? Yes. <laughs> Do you remember he was selling those those um those PlayStations? You know what, Mariah, I have a question for you. Mariah, Mariah, have you ever have you ever walked it out? Oh my god. That you popped off and dropped it. Oh, I did. I'm not saying you have to hear what we are saying. You have to have you he literally submitted copyright. He literally got a letter from fucking, what was it, like Sony? Or like PlayStation or Nintendo. He like... The fact that people actually bought those. All the games and it's like, yes, because it's a PlayStation. It's literally a PlayStation Soldier Boy. That's not how that works. The better business like Soldier Boy, you need to shut this down. Like right the fuck now. Like literally you shut this shit down today. Are we coming to take Soja Industries? Apparently, apparently, when the coronavirus started, <laughs> apparently when the coronavirus started, he like started selling soap because he's always ahead of the curve. He's not. He's not. And ahead of the curve. Ahead of the curve is having enough money saved after your music career so that you don't have to sell soap during a national pandemic, an international pandemic. Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your mind? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Soulja Boy. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. My point. My point. Ahead of the curve with the dance. Okay, I'm not saying that. I I agree. <laughs> Take the L. I agree. This is the first thing we're recording, and we're like, Camille, you have to listen to us with one. <laughs> Just because, I mean, she she opened this with her controversial Rasby opinion, so already I know we're adversaries. At this point. Gonna, you are not allowed. You are also you controversial are also to you. Controversial to you. Controversial to all. You need to be on the Rasby train. <laughs> 
it's also wild of you to talk about controversy when you had Lopez as your first. You need to relax. Excuse me, Jay Bug was my first? He, Lopez was in my top two. <laughs> Lopez was in my top two, and I have apologized for that. I have apologized for that. I, I too, am a victim of the light skin like reckoning that has happened in our culture okay do not act like i'm alone like i was shocked at myself it isn't mine either it isn't mine either okay 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 wait back to the way back to what we were talking about was it which is our like experience right we got way off topic but it's okay okay so i don't think this counts right so i went to a christian school for a long time okay right long time Uh uh, until high school so pretty much but i'm i've been nocturnal pretty much my whole life right so there's a certain time in the evening when there will be like maybe seven to eight minute long commercials yes about uh black boy band hits from the 90s yes and that was pretty much how i learned about like boys like i had heard of boys to men but like the only music like that's in my house was radio disney a la moi um, Thank you. Then my parents, who listen to gospel music and country music, don't ask. And obviously, yeah. I'm telling you, if you go to St. Vincent, you go to St. Vincent, they are blaring classic country, okay? Blaring it. Blaring it. Um, now, I'm not saying you're going to go down there. And you're gonna, they love it. There's something in there. There's something in there. They really do. Yeah. The ladies who did my hair, they were always listening to some Reba McIntyre. Like, we're doing the Samaritan, we're coming for the dreams. So. Maybe, I but I think also music. maybe yeah. country music just, like, tapped into something different, where it's, like, when we're yeah. down by the I body. I love it. I mean, farm. I think there's also something about just, like, being from, like, a small country, like, a small place, and, like, having, like, yeah. pride, and having pride in, like, being from this small place, you know? And so, uh, and my brother, who is you know, was who's 10 years older than me. So he's listening to rap music. He's not listening to black boy bands. So it's like pretty much that we've got to not to bring up Disney Channel three times, but um, let's not forget the boys in motion on That's a Raven. Oh my God. Yes. Boys, be be all the boys in motion. motion. We give you a devotion. Like I, the harmonies in my I head. literally the do. They have. I had the DVD of like six That's So Raven episodes. Remember when they did stupid DVDs like that? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. And I replayed every Boys in Motion uh, performance in the car, in my house, at school. Amazing. Amazing. Right. But I'll never, I'll say like, I'm not a huge boy band gal. Like even like... Yeah, I don't know what it is. It just feels so manufactured. And there's also something about, like, how bad, like, how, like, I think even when I was younger, I felt really weird about, like, being, like, marketed to in the way, like, they're really just preying upon young girls' horniness, which is, like, there. Which is... Right, right. It really is. It really is the horniness. I didn't have any experience with black boy bands, but I have to admit, I was a directioner, and to this, like, for the past eight years, those white boys have had their hands on my throat, truly. But, like, I listened back to, like, their first two albums, and their first album is them being like, hmm, I like this girl, but she's with somebody else, because, like, we were all 13, whatever, da-da-da. And then the second album was like, I'm finally dating this girl. And then the third album was like, we are having sex. And I'm like, well, I'm 15, currently. You release an album once a year. 
but like it was like they were truly marketing on like the ages that these girls were and like how they were evolving in like high school because we all started fangirling like I became a One Direction fan I'm pretty sure in like eighth grade like so I completely get the whole manufactured part because at the time I was like woohoo something to do on Tumblr every day but now I'm like that's terrifying Simon Cowell was cooking up a meal with these boys listen no but like for real though it really is a very manufactured sound now for some for some now i will say in defense of like you know black boy bands obviously like they're for me like it was always when you think of like those 90s bands it was always an older audience it's like they always they always had like a little older of a fan base and things like that for sure for sure for sure but uh, but I see that black boy men's recently the one that comes to mind that like meant or at least tailored to younger girls was like mindless behavior. Right. How did I forget about mindless? See, I was never into them. Yeah. They were there. They made their they made their their mark. Yeah, but I I just never um, saw it for I hear them. Everything you guys are saying about the pandering, fortunately, in the case of B2K, it worked. On me, it worked. <laughs> It really did. It really um, did. I will never, ever, 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 ever forget Christmas morning. B2K is probably like the second CD I ever owned. The first CD I ever had was 3LW. Wow. Mm. Even then, I loved mess. I didn't even know. Woo! You didn't even know. <laughs> the fight in the KFC park. The K. No, it was so in sorry. the KFC. Do you hear these like fireworks? I'm so sorry. No, no I, I don't hear anything. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. Yeah. I it's thought like it was in the KFC. The fireworks. Whoever's doing them lives like two doors down. Wow. Um, Jesus. They're rude. Yeah. But no, I will never forget. I got their CD for Christmas. I got Pandemonium for Christmas. Wow. And I put it into my Walkman. <clears throat> One Kiss came on. And I remember being like, this makes me feel very funny. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. You were I like, was, like. Very freaked out about it. I was like, whoa. And I've been horny ever since. You were like, should I be, should that be happening? I was literally like, should that be happening? I I said, this is bad. I said, this shouldn't be happening. I said, I'm at Christmas breakfast. My dad is right there. (laughs) This isn't working for me. I don't get it. I just I remember. Understand. I understand. You're just like I know exactly what you're. It's it's about. exactly that moment where you like voice. look down at it and you're like, is that is that supposed to be like <laughs> is that supposed to be happening like that? I looked down at it. I was like, oh, wait, Mariah, you look like down. Yeah, I really like how you tried to sneak in there. Like, oh, we've all done this, right? <laughs> I was just I was so I surprised by it the first time. I was so surprised by it the first time, though, that I didn't no, know what to do. Fair. It hit you, and it hit you. It no, really did. And I was like, and for me, it was J Bug. It I was. I will just... say though. I will say though. I know that I said like that whole thing about black boy bands. I will also point out that I do think it was my young queer in me being like, oh, I understand objectively why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is how I've been since since I was young. Like, <laughs> I understand objectively that these men are attractive. And they're mm. singing beautifully, like crooning. Obviously, yes, yes. like I'm moved by it. But part of me was just like, I'm not reacting like all these other girls are reacting. Oh, I've reacted. I've I reacted. Like, I'm queen. That's the thing. Reacted. Yeah, I, that, that's been every boy band ever. Like anytime anyone's asked me my favorite member of any boy band, I'm like either the tallest one. Or, or the one in the front. Or the one in the front. Or like this. Or like the sex, 
Ooh, even actually the one like just off center. So it's like, oh, like I'm not Jason like going with the bandwagon. You know what I mean? Is if I had taste. Right. Of course. You're just a contrarian I, at heart. I will say like, black boy bands. I think it's more common that you'll find that like at least 90% of the group can sing. That's the right? truth. Like, yes. Woo. Yes. You take, you get it. Like, I have get never doubted. Literally half the group sings and half the group. Exactly. I've yeah. never doubted the talent of any black boy band ever. Like I've oh, never. No, me either. No. And even the ones who can't sing, I'm like, you're contributing here. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Your contribution. We you're either that. cute. We'll the harmonies. You're either dancing. Yeah. Right. No, for sure. Um, for sure. For me. And I think it's important. Yeah. I, yeah. No, go ahead. Okay, like, we'll work it out. I do think the difference between, right? <laughs> the difference between like, black boy bands and every other boy band for me is just what Mariah was saying earlier just the fact that like they sing so passionately about black women like yes like it is that like obviously like there's something about that that's so like revolutionary to me no matter what of course even if I didn't if I didn't fuck with the music or if I didn't listen to the music I'd be like I can appreciate what this has done for black women and making black women feel valued and special, especially because they're crooning out here. For me, it was always, it was always knowing that Casey Haley, no matter how much he was cheating on her, he was singing about Mary J. Blige. And I was like, you know what? That's my queen. So, uh, (laughs) so I have to stand for this on some level. I have to stand for it on some level. Miss Mary J. Blige. You have to say. I mean, but that's the thing. It's like, because I know, like I said, I went through a few white boys band stages, but a lot of them, like some of the songs would be like, this isn't about me. Like, I'm not part of the demographic. <laughs> right. Where they're, they're like, right. and but you flip I, your like, hair or it blows dance, in the wind. Like, yeah, and like, as I've been listening to like boys to men recently, I'm yeah. like, this is about me. Right? right. That's the like thing music. too. It completely feels like this yeah, is, this is music true. about you because not only is it just like this is, and I said this, and I mentioned this before to you guys, probably when we were talking about, you know, just music, but it's not only just, is this something that I feel like I'm not mm-hmm. experiencing secondhand because they're not talking about my hair blowing in the wind and shit like that. But it's something also when you hear it, right. sometimes in these songs, you can hear samples of like songs that your grandma has on LPs. So you're like, oh, I know that song too. Right. So this, it, yeah. it really, it really adds this extra layer of like, just feeling like home. Because I always say like black people, the reason that black yeah. music survives, the reason that black music survives for generations it's because that's usually how you're raised. You're usually raised in the house with several generations of music. And so you yeah. get such a varied experience with it. And and you can tell when listening to these boy bands, you can hear in their music. You're like, oh, that sample is definitely some he heard playing at his grandma house on a Sunday or something mm-hmm. like that, which, which adds another level of respect. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Right. It's right. almost like comfort. It really like, yeah. is comfort, they though. Know. It they you know, know the vibes, them. literally, yeah. Cynthia. So then let's talk about B2K, the black boy band of my dreams. This takes me all the way back, y'all. It really does. Like revisit it. There's something about that early 2000s nostalgia when I had no problems and no worries, and I could just sit and watch and wait for 106 in Park to play the new B2K video. <laughs> Uh, so 106 in Park was the uh, air. Yeah. Hosted by Adrian 
free. Hosted, but yeah. when, especially when it was hosted by AJ That's and Free. Because I actually don't know anything about the history of BTK, so I'm very fascinated to find out. So here's the thing. Okay, so I'm going to pull up the Wikipedia, which is the official source of all information ever. Okay, so <laughs> it says B2K or Boys of the New Millennium is an American boy band that was active from 2000 to 2004, which is crazy to me because didn't it feel much longer? Like eight years. It felt like eight years of my time. And I was, yeah. I, I don't know if it's just that I measured time differently then because I didn't have any worries, but I was just like, it was, it was only four years. Yeah. Like they literally only had like two or three albums and their album. Okay. okay. I can definitely understand. I can definitely understand why it feels a lot longer because I know for me, like one direction, that was only five years, but I was spending like five hours a day, every day on Tumblr. <laughs> literally. Up, we couldn't do it on Tumblr. Listening to new songs, listening to leaks. Like it was a full-time job. Like it felt like a decade. Full-time and then job. I was like, this has just been my entire high school career. And like now it's over. I was quite I literally. And my mama was not the type to give an allowance, but whenever she would, Whenever I wasn't spending my money on oatmeal cream pies, I was saving it up so that I could go down and either steal oh, some merch. You and those damn oatmeal cream pies. Girl, th- that used to be my shit. Okay, don't even get me started on the oatmeal cream pies. That'll come up later. Camille, if you haven't read my book yet, there's it, it just goes there's on and on. It just goes on and on. I, oh, I'm in the process. I'm okay. In the process of reading. So, so you probably have read about my oatmeal cream pie Little obsession. Debbie, unfortunately, he is the oppressor, but... That's fair. The, yeah. the, snacks, are, the snacks be hidden. I'm That's not going to lie. Fair. That's fair. I do not trust that little white <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I don't eat it anymore. But, okay, so... Well, I'm gonna Look at Little Debbie's facial expression. That's... I've <laughs> never... I've never... I've like never done that. But I believe it. I'm going to wait. I just need to look up little Debbie now. I just I'm too invested in this just to not. Her name is Debbie. You know, Deborah. Oh, no. Deborah. The look that she's giving is like, I just. Oh, this is a. Oh, absolutely. I I believe it. With her curls and her blue eyes. She definitely just called me a nigger. Hard R. Yeah. Photoshop her into any picture of like white people yelling at little black children. Calling on the police. She's calling the police before there were cell phones. Quite literally. <laughs> Calling the police. Okay, so what happened was there was the very controversial, like they were like basically founded by Chris Stokes. And if you don't know, Cynthia, I'm gonna we're gonna get okay. into who Chris Stokes is. But Chris Stokes, he started because he's yeah, a, he was like a is. that's okay. Ooh. You don't know who that is either, Satchel? I wanna see his face right now. No, I think I've heard the name, but I like, couldn't tell you anything about him. Whoa, okay. Oh, well, there's a, there's actually a lot of new developments recently. So there oh. truly are! As of this week, as of this week, I was literally on Twitter yesterday looking at it. Okay, so Chris Stokes, and he, Chris Stokes started, like, that, it says, like, back, they met in 1998, and, but Chris Stokes, before he was, like, managing B2K, he was managing Immature, and you guys know Marcus Houston probably from, you know, being Roger on TN Tamara. Yeah. 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 Right. But he was, before he was in that, and also during and after, he was in this band called Immature. So he was also in a black boy band. And then later, he was a solo artist. And so, yes, yes. He's a good singer, actually. But we'll get into Marcus Houston. So, um, 
then what happened was they like they they kind of like had their breakout because their debut album came out in actually 2002 but by that point they had already been like an opening act on like Immature's tour and they had already been in videos with Bow Wow Lil Bow excuse me Lil Bow Wow so this is B2K Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This okay. Already. Yes. yes. Um. They were on Lil Bow Wow's tour. Um. I said Lil Bow Wow. You just don't know the way you move so fast. Remember that song? No. <laughs> I mean, you run through my mind. Too old. Too old for this being this child's video. It never makes like forty-year-old women dancing around a six-year-old Bow Wow. I love Bow Wow. Oh, you just oh, don't know. Wow. Look, oh, Bow Wow, too. I'm so sorry, guys. He doesn't know a lot that's, of things. He's a child. I, I just want, I know we're talking about at the time period, but I think if we're going to reference uh, Lil Bow Wow in the present, we're going to call him Shad Ma. No, we're not. We're going to call him Lil Bow Wow. He hasn't earned that from me. He really has <laughs> he not. He not earned Shad Ma from me. He's when you've Lil. Gone through, when, you've gone through, when you've gone through two names, I'm going to call you, but I've, and his career, Shad Ma. Okay. <laughs> um, you do that <laughs> he was on for you <laughs> i love that for you satchel but um lil bow wow lil bow wow of ohio <laughs> of ohio <laughs> um it'll always be lil bow wow to me so then they kind of like it it, it started like they they like they started releasing like their only number one single actually was bum 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 did you listen to that song? Okay, that's the one I thought I actually Absolutely. recognized. Okay. Baby, turn around and, and I saw see exactly why it worked. Go bum, bum, bum. Here's the downside. Which I have Let's notes on that song, but we'll get to that later. Here's the downside. I felt almost attacked while listening to that song, but we'll get into that later. Here's the downside. It was written by R. Kelly. <laughs> so yeah, that's why. Okay, because the note I, I had on bump 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 is no. I was like, it sounds familiar, but there's lots of side combos under the melody, which seemed very overwhelming. Like there was multiple men just like around me. There yeah, were. I do not feel there were. Right now, and I am a grown woman. There were. Safe in my home, but I was like, um, um, I'm very upset by that. So um, the thing is, is they actually, were. Is this, yeah. That's the one with Diddy on it too, right? Yes, he yeah. was on like I was, it was it? already. I was already feeling guilty about. Yeah, but that's how I knew it worked. But that's you know, that's why it had to smack. Okay, that's why it had to be a great song because yeah. there's because between R. Kelly and P. Diddy, like, look, if it's gonna someone made a deal with the devil. Oof, they really did. Any, if we're gonna look past. If we have to look past those two men, it has to be a banger. It has got to be a banger. That's true. However, Destiny's Child never had to do that. Miss Tina said openly she blocked any any collaborations with Destiny's Child and R. Kelly. And I said, since. That's what Miss Tina has. Yeah. Miss Tina oh, knows. Parenting. Parenting. <laughs> Love to see it from someone. Love to see it from Miss Tina Knowles Lawson. Okay, so anyway. So their debut single, uh-huh, um, it came out in like 2001 and their album actually reached number two on the Billboard Hot 200, on the Billboard 200. So, it, and they got number one on the R&B, okay, on the R&B chart. Yes. I think we've got a question. Okay, I had a question for uh-huh, as I was listening to it. This is the question I wrote. I said, uh-huh. this was the club anthem, wasn't it? Question mark. It sounded like it was. Well, see, I wouldn't know because the only club I was hitting was Club Block Party. 
was club my cousin's basement was club the um, um the corner store but um at those respective clubs it was a banger it was the shit every time it came on the radio yeah. i would i would lean i would take off my seat belt reach in the front seat and make my mom turn it all the way up and she would say if you don't sit your ass back and put your seat belt on because oh she God. never had any insurance so she was like we cannot be getting pulled over we cannot be getting pulled over <laughs> it's okay she does now something about i'm sure they were club bangers because it's something about that like bass with that like random spanish guitar that like popped yes. up in all the of these like, like, to, early like, like, this song songs. yes like i was listening to it and i was like this song walks through the spot like it's essentially right. like it needs the same yeah. vibe like that's the song i connected with it the most it's like they had all the elements to cross over they had all yeah. of the elements to not just be so big in the black community but they also had this pop element so i know they had a yeah. huge white fan base and if you guys don't know this actually the right exactly because you don't get to go to the kcas if you're just any old body that's for white people, okay? So no. you really have to be popping <laughs> to hit there. So the no, for real though, you do. But then the then what yeah, happened? No, you're right. Yeah. And then another thing that's like very they like they were on the same label with Janae Aiko back in the day. And actually Omarion's brother is her baby daddy. Oh yeah. Ain't that crazy? Washington um, <laughs> that will make these connections. It's not important. His name is no, Orion. Oh. His name is Orion. <laughs> Omarion, Orion, and his oh, Marion's son is Omega, isn't he not? Yes, oh Omega, God. Omega, with okay, the apostrophe. You know what? You know what? Oh That's what. Oh my God! Where is the apostrophe? <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, no, there's no apostrophe. I'm sorry. <laughs> Omega. I think Orion has an apostrophe. <laughs> I think Orion has an apostrophe though. I think. I think you're right. Not I, a contraction. I didn't but, check you know, because I, I don't care. Anybody's decision to Let's okay. talk about oh, the no. most important no. thing. That is Pandemonium. Okay. Their second album, which was released on a very important day, everyone. It was released December 10th, 2002. Oh my God. And for those in the know, That's that is my birthday. That is my oh, birthday. Wow. <laughs> I was significant i was like is this a holiday or something? yes to her. yes it's a holiday it should be a national yes. holiday but for now it's only a local holiday oh and the lead single from that album went number one on the billboard hot 200 well, hot I'm 100 guessing, wait, wait i'm guessing i'm gonna guess i'm gonna get it's either gonna be bump 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 or ding 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 it was bump 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 it was absolutely bump 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 i don't think got to be made way Gots to be made waves because Omarion really did his thing, okay? Omarion consistently did his thing, okay? Lil Fizz would come in and rap, which was cool. Oh, yeah, that was cute. It was cute. It was cute. It was cute. So then after that, you know... That was the one thing I noticed while I was listening. I was like, Omarion, like, I could easily recognize when Omarion was singing. You really could. You really it's could. most of the time. It yeah. really is most of the time. But it's kind of like the same thing with Destiny's Child, though. This wasn't that kind of group. Sure, sure, sure. I'll say that. Yeah. I'll see that. So. Okay. So the the second album went to number one. Pandemonium went to number two. I'm sorry. Bump, bump, bump went to number one. 
So then they had a music video that had like Will Smith in it, like Flex Alexander, the Isley Brothers, all the niggas was up in this music video. And that's how you know these people crossed, oh, these these guys crossed generations, okay? B2K had that much influence in the year 2002, okay? It was, everybody was fucking with it. The whole, everybody was fucking with B2K. But what goes up must come down. (laughs) I am. But what goes up must come down, (laughs) y'all. So when the movie, when the movie You Got Served came out in 2003, mega hit. And mega hit, I mean, in my eyes. I mean, in my eyes. Groups weren't doing that. (laughs) They weren't. Who else was in a movie? For you to like, the whole group's going to be in a movie now? starring in the movie starring in the movie yeah now it's not like a lot of black boy bands didn't do like movie soundtracks because i feel like that's always been a black thing just for like them to do movie soundtracks but like for them to all be starring in this movie which was written and directed by unfortunately chris stokes the movie had a budget of eight million dollars the movie made 50 50.6 million dollars that is how much you got served made. That is oh, how much wow. money this movie made. It was so good. It was so good. And it opened at number one in the U.S. At number one. Now, it does, however, have a 14% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. But Rotten Tomatoes is racist. We will see that throughout oh, the history. I heard that it was panned. We will see Rotten Tomatoes is racist. I will, and we will see that throughout the history very of going black. I was just about to oh, say yeah. very anti-black. I'm gonna go to Rotten Tomatoes right now. I'm gonna go to Rotten Tomatoes right now and look up a review of you guys served. Guarantee you it's anti-black. But who's Chris Stokes in the meantime while we listen to this review? No, no, no. We have to person. get into it. We're getting there in just a moment. Yeah. Oh, okay. So okay. um, okay, so, Wait, so a critic from the Chicago Quid be I'm sorry? You Got Served was the peak. So, wait, no, no, continue. You Got Served was absolutely their peak, though. So a critic, a top critic from the Chicago Tribune in 2004 says, commits a variety of cinematic sins, none fatal, but individually, none fatal individually, but collectively enough to pull an audience under. And a reviewer from Entertainment Weekly said, the story is so bored with itself, it collapses. But the diverse troupe of dance talents at least makes it an eclectic slide. Racist. Mm-mm. Okay, a viewer, a reviewer, a reviewer from the Washington Post also says a thinly written, horribly cliched, cliche. I'm sorry, horribly, horribly. What the fuck does that mean? Horribly cliched story. Cliched story that serves mostly as connective tissue between the movie's chief draw. It's dazzling dance sequences. However, so however racist these reviews are, this movie, this movie was a hit. Okay, I fucked with it so heavy. White people only get that mad when the movie's good. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Little, not to spoil anything, but there's very touching moments in it. I mean, very (laughs) touching moments in it. That I personally don't know how anyone could watch and not feel. Especially when Jay Book cried. Oh. <laughs> you know what? Let me not play Jay Book because I do remember the acting. Oh my 
God, it was so sexy. Oh, anyway. Yeah. Have I yet? I'm sorry. Okay. They really wasted their snappy little metaphors. How dare they? They that for a movie that was actually bad. How dare, I can't believe they did that. So the point is, is after, when the movie was released, Chris Stokes announced that because of, quote, internal disagreements, the group was splitting up. After, like, during the time, like, this this group is making all this money, they're touring, they have the, like, the hottest album, they're, like, so hot. During the press release for You Got Served, they announced that they were breaking up. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. They Ooh, said they said they also wanted scary. quote. It's already bad enough when groups like have a member leave during a tour, let alone when the whole group breaks up during this groundbreaking. They literally like they said they yeah. wanted to be treated fairly, so they left Chris Stokes. And however, Omarion, he's still Omar. Omarion is like he still manages. He's still managed by Chris Stokes. Actually, now let's get into who Chris Stokes is. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oof. Do you want to do you do you want to take over here, Camille? Camille, I said, I don't know what I just called you. I've been drinking. I mean, I'll I'll share the infor- I'll share the information that I know, and please feel free to jump in at any time. Sure. Okay. Um, Chris Stokes, as we know so far, is, is the manager. Um, his face is a little funny. Not mm-hmm. important to the story, but I'm just saying it's a little funny. I agree. Um, got a lot of forehead. You know, and up until up until Rasby came out. And you know, shared his story. We all just knew Chris Stokes to be their manager and nothing more. Right. Uh, but according to Rasby, Chris Stokes was, I guess the allegations are of sexual abuse. Yep. By oh, him wow. and Marcus Houston. Yep. By right. him and like, Marcus go Houston. Himself. Go home, Roger, molesting the group. Mm-hmm. I know it's very upsetting and unfortunate. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, this happened. At, I mean, I don't need to explain it, but. You know, people still don't know how to act, and people come forward and tell Ex- stories. Exactly. But so imagine a then, young black man, many many years ago, it was very much dismissed. It was yes, like, yes, and they called him crazy. They called Bresby crazy. Yeah, ask the question, please do. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So, essentially, Rasby alleges that Chris Stokes took advantage and Marcus Houston as well, and Marcus Houston. Yes. Oh, and Roger? Yes. He did, he did name Marcus Houston. And like I said, up until uh, quite recently, I will say as recently as I personally saw yesterday. Yes. Um, Marcus Houston is getting married. To a 19-year-old girl. girl who happens to be, dun, 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 Chris Stokes' daughter. Oh, so he's known no. her since her birth? No, he's no. So here's because, the tea about that. Because Here's the tea about that. No. No. Here's the tea about that, actually, is, like, she's not Chris Stokes's, like, biological daughter. He adopted her. He adopted her when she was 14. So Marcus Houston has known her since she was 14, and they got engaged a week mm-hmm. after she turned 18. And they just got married. That's mm-hmm. disgusting. That's mm-hmm. disgusting. That's mm-hmm. disgusting. That's so, so now, no, it's very no, upsetting. No, so now people have been like, wait a minute. So people have been like, wait a minute. Now, let's now, and the whole thing, no one should be getting engaged at 18, let alone to a man that you literally, she had been 18, she had been 18 for seven business days before they got engaged to be married. Yeah. So, you know, he was fucking her before that. 
Right. Right. And Roger's been on our TV since before we could talk. Exactly. Exactly. So they're gross. Oh, and, no, 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 no. And here's the thing, because, you know, I don't know if you know this, but they just did this Millennium Tour like a year or two ago where they got back together and they got back together with all the boy bands. They, the Yin Yang Twins were on there. Pretty Ricky, which we will get into because I have some thoughts about Pretty Ricky. Oh, God. Okay. But they all went on this tour and Raz B, there, he was, they said he, ca- he was causing a lot of drama on the tour because he was uncomfortable because Chris Stokes was managing the tour and he didn't want to be around Chris Stokes. So he was going on right. Instagram. Yeah, right? Why would you want to be around a person who molested you and your friends? And they said that like none of the members of the group were comforting exactly. to him except for Omarion. They said, he said Omarion was the only one who reached out because Rasby was going on Instagram live talking about how Marcus Houston and Chris Stokes molested him and shit like this. And they said, oh, Rasby's causing trouble again. Let's kick this nigga off the tour. But of course he needed the money. So he got his, yes, but of course he needed the money. So he like, he got his act together and finished the tour. And then of course Lil Fizz ruined it for all of them. And so Omarion did not invite them back to the Millennium Millennium Tour Part 2. And so now he and Jay Boog are no longer speaking. So Wait, Cynthia, Omarion and Jay Boog are no longer speaking? No, Jay Boog and Lil Fizz are no longer speaking. Lil Fizz and Wait, Om- how did Jay fit Lil Fizz ruin the whole tour for everyone? Because, I truly know nothing about it. Because he yeah. got he started fucking April, who is Omarion's baby mama. Yes, that is the problem. Yeah. Oh, right. so then Omarion was like, Yeah, no, we don't need to yeah. be doing it. Very this. respectfully yeah. and very calmly too. He said, Okay, I just yeah. don't want anything to do with any of that. Yes. Yeah. Which I respect. Because, like, it wasn't like Lil Fizz was just dating April and like let it go. They were, just, they were like, on they TV both, about it. Yeah, but it was yeah. like the only thing they could talk about was the fact that April used to be with Omarion. And like, it, that, that yeah. was it. And Omarion's like, please leave me alone. Please yeah. Yeah. Leave me alone. I truly believe she saw the, the love that saw. She maybe went to a an event, maybe a cookout where Lil Fizz was there, got wind of how much he was getting from Love and Hip Hop and said, oh, I need to get me some of that. Well, she was on Love and Hip Hop with Omarion during the first season. I remember watching that. <laughs> And that's how I found out who even Lil Fizz was. And Omarion was also on the first season, too. Like, they were co-stars for a while. And then right. Omarion left. And then him and April fell out, which was fine. And then See, but Omarion left because he got his shit Fizz together. I, like, well, I don't care enough to find out the tea about this. Omarion left the yeah, show he because he got his shit together. He, seems like she just wasn't interested in getting together. She was not interested in getting together, which most people aren't. I mean, who really is, though? Let's be honest. She was like, I'm going to, you know, ride this way for all it's fucking worth. And they're nice from Mona. <sighs> Are they, though? I wonder how. I mean, they're much nicer than the checks I'm getting currently. But I, I do wonder. Like just, oh, sure. the thing, the fact of the matter is, is making reality TV is so cheap. So they can't afford to pay their people more money because filming, you literally just show up and you don't have to like do any type yeah, of special effects. That's very true. You don't need to hire like specific actors. It's like you literally just show up on location. Okay, record. Make sure that the beauty salon's close so that no one that hasn't signed an NDA yeah. like can come in. Like it's super easy. It's like and that makes super super low budget. And that makes so much sense because a lot of these people in love and hip hop have credentials. <laughs> like they yeah. could like DBJ could be producing songs, but it's probably much easier to just show up and, and, and do clownery. Like, 
most reality TV stars, I think, starting out get paid something crazy like five thousand per episode, and it ranges right. like between five thousand per episode to even a hundred thousand per episode. Like I was listening to this podcast of, she was the boss of like Lauren and Whitney in the Hills, like when Kelly Catrone. Oh my God, I love that you know that also, Camille. <laughs> Twin. Yeah, oh my God, I used to watch the Hills so much. I said Whitney Ports. Um, yep the city her spinoff but we'll get to that later but Kelly Patron literally said that Will like, we? the first season she just did just to do and then the, when they invited her back for another season she was like well I'm gonna get paid for this and because she was setting them up with like an environment aka a job so that they can have like you know drama with and she wasn't afraid to like be seen as the bad guy because she's just like a tough woman and she's like it's just yeah. what it is like I don't care if people think I'm the bad guy doing right so she essentially gave them a plot line so because she gave them a plot line, she was like, I want $100,000 per episode. Damn. I love that. Supply and demand. She had the most iconic so, like, line of the entire series on the hills. You'll always be known as the girl who didn't what was go to Paris. I wish that was Kelly, but it's... it's um, <gasps> oh, it wasn't! It's Lauren's first boss. Oh, what shit! Who was that lady? I don't, even know. I don't even know. I literally I see. Know. I've seen so much of the, of the hills. It's really interesting. I don't even know where to like talk about how what just happened happened. Like, I don't even know how to dissect. <laughs> Wait, who was that lady? So, no, the most iconic line from the hills was Lauren saying, "He's a sucky person." You're talking about their boss when they're at Teen Vogue, where she didn't go to Paris for the dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, knows, you're right. Whitney was at her new job. Right. Ooh, this was before she worked for because she did go to Paris with Kelly Catron. The whole show completely Satchel is very overwhelmed. The whole show was so scripted. They said they were getting they were like, what was I watching while the hills was on television? They said the producers were texting them lines on their Blackberries. And I believe that producers do that. Producers do that. Producers knew how to just set it up. For real. See, now the thing is on Love and Hip Hop is you don't even have to be doing music to be on the show. One of the ladies, she just owns a nail shop. And I said, I I know that's very popular in Atlanta, but what happened? This wasn't what this was about originally. What the fuck happened? Love and Yeah, it wasn't being about people trying to make music again to just people that kind of made music before maybe interact with music so play somewhere the point is yeah the point that i was making there was that the group went down the fuck hill very quickly so it was this very short but it felt like lifetimes to me when i was young you know to have b2k just like be this very like black boy band who i felt like were so mainstream as well but they all they just had this like insane popularity and it felt so like i felt so proud to have that you know because it felt like I'm not going to say that Destiny's Child didn't feel like it was for me, but they always felt like their music was a little bit older, obviously, because they're a little bit older, you know, or or like they just felt like their music was catered like, girl, I should not have been singing like 
fucking if or free it, like at the top of my lungs when I was like seven years old. <laughs> but it, so it felt much more appropriate to be singing B2K. Yeah. And that's why they'll always be so important to me and so, so right. dear to me and so dear to me. So having listened to this music, guys, hey. having listened to B2K, Cynthia, <laughs> for the first time, now we ask the million dollar question. Okay, I'm sorry. Before we go, go ahead, Camille. Oh, I just want to take. I just wanted to take a look at some of. These right. I forgot. Let's do oh, it. Yeah. I forgot. I Let's do it. You actually. I think that. Oh, I don't worry. I've set up a presentation us, for us. Let us not um, forget the PowerPoint. Yeah, I think actually it does play really well into the question of like, does it hold up? Because I will say that I was ready to like get on here and really flame B2K for the fashions. But they are pretty, like, they're pretty stylish, especially yeah. for the time. So we're going to share some. Share my screen. Peace, oh, yeah. with no I'm the host on. disabled mic. How do I do that? How do I? Oh, a white t-shirt. Okay, wait. Can you do it now? <laughs> can you do it now? And let's try. Oh, my God. They look like babies. What yes, I can. Is? Yes, I can. Okay, I'm so excited okay, for this. No. Yes! Oh. yes! The leather pants! Oh my god, I love it. Tell me how to. Yeah. How do you gotta have baggy leather pants? Wait, can god, somebody I'd buy those today? I really I'm would. Just school for singing. Can someone please tell me how to like make it a slideshow? Okay, so I think you we have to go to play. No. So what you do is you go to slideshow. Oh, the word slideshow. Oh, there's literally a word for it. You click from the beginning. From current slide or from. The okay. You know what? Her degree is in computer science. Well, Great. Okay. However, so it's a BA in computer science. We learned. Can you guys see your? Yeah. So I'm not gonna lie to you. As soon as I, yes. As soon as I was like thinking of this, when I when we said B2K, I imagined this leather moment. Amazing. The reason that is like what I remember with them is like black leather. Um, a lot of groups go. So we're real matchy matchy. They were. They love the matchy matchy. They I love it. It's matchy. Yeah, it's not I think that's a for all like groups in general. Is at least having some like. Yeah. This Raspy hat though. Really rocked the boat when they when they announced right when they announced that the group was separating. I have to imagine that the matchy matchy messaging really, really <laughs> made a lot of people feel betrayed. Hell yeah! Now you just oh, have all these clothes that are the same as these other boys. It's like, what right. the fuck do I do with this? It's very cheetah girls. We all accidentally wear the same thing. Even mm-hmm. though we've disbanded. See, but right. the thing is, is they at um, least did it yeah, in different colors. Do you guys remember these belts? The 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 the, the square buckle belt oh, with your name in it. Wow. Do you remember the ones that lit up? Do you remember the ones that lit up and it was like digital? Your name would like slide across like one of those. No, I don't remember the ones that lit up, and I'm pretty sure that's a fire hazard. No, no, no. It was a thing. If I saw that anywhere, I'd buy it now. I'd buy it today. It, they absolutely have to still sell them somewhere. Go to a flea market. How young were they during BC? Probably yeah, like teens. I'd love to be talking with these boys. How old are they? Let me look. At the time. I mean, they must right. have been like, because like this looks like right. a child. I know. Oh, Marianne is thirty-five. Because I think I, like it, I, I think with groups. Okay, so at the time in like two thousand. He was 15. That's yeah. Ago. Little teeny baby. They were. Oh, wow. See, that's what made the attraction feel even better. Because they were definitely old enough for me to be. I mean, yeah. I was, shouldn't they have been. like attainable-ish. Yeah. In my eyes, J-Bug always wanted me. 
So I'm really into the matchy matchy. Let's see some more. I'm excited. Right. And I, right. And I'm just, just some examples, you know, boy groups we've been matching for a minute. Right, right, right. Um, Boys to men love to match. Love it. I love this campy moment here with new edition. Yes. I love it. Um, Colored hats. It's a lot of fun. I just think it's fun that they're like the boys of the new millennium. And I think they do a really good job, especially like looking at the clothes, like bridging that gap between like nineties boy groups or older boy groups and like making the style feel very current. Right. 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 They're like a continuation, but they also really help like freshman. And when she says current, she Um, means 2002. Yes. The versatility in the looks. The accessories. we need I just love that they're all so different. Like, there's so much versatility. <laughs> we're always on the same page. They're different textures. For me they're right not now. competing with each Take other. Take it in. Oh, my Listen, fucking God. was not in touch with any of these stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a lot to absorb right it's now. It's yeah. so much. Wow. <laughs> oh, my <Wow>. God. <laughs> I'm not the doctor. Oh my god! It has to be album art where it's either like whatever the weather is. What the like, fuck? It's nice enough for a sweater, but it's like raspberry. Like, why is miserable? But it's like, what the fuck is this hat that Jay Boog is wearing? What is this? Oh, we'll get into that, guys. We'll get into raspberry in the hat. Why on Omarion's pants flipped out like that, as if it's a Let's talk about Jay Book's hairstyle in the middle picture. What the fuck? He looks like Guy Fieri. What the fuck is that? <laughs> oh my god! Listen, I just think it's bold. There are a lot of textures in that photo specifically. I feel like, <laughs> and I feel like he fit into that, and we should be, and we should. You know, respect him. We should respect him in that daring choice. What oh was the him. weather? Come on. Come on. How do you think they did, how do you think they decide like who doesn't wear a shirt that day? I what really want to know. Like, Omarion and Jay Boog were very we bold. Really they were from what I, I've seen, they seem like the ones that consistently have had their shirt off. It sounds right, like, which yeah, is not the ones I would pick. <laughs> it sounds like it was more of a discussion of like, okay, are you gonna wear a shirt this time as opposed to who's gonna take your shirt off now? You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't think Raz B ever got to go shirtless. A little bit of chest over here. Did you see that? Or? Yeah, honestly, it's the sensitive one. Even a shirt is like too much. Um, just you know, some more iconic looks. Oh I'm just very obsessed with the versatility. Like it wasn't just one look; it was like no for every occasion. It's something different. It's different. Wow. What I think is Biz doesn't know how to pose. That's what oh I'm my god. Yeah. He had it hadn't been invented. This Lakers moment. Come on! Wow! Wow! Look at them and all their Kobe jerseys. Aww. Rasby and his mustache that I'm sure he got like penciled in penciled on. What the fuck? Why does Omarion have both like a lineup and braids? Thank God. Why does he have a lineup he and braids? Okay, I know that this is larger than style, but I cannot stress enough why is his do rag that over his eyes? 
gonna get into the oh my god in the head what the fuck is going on so just so everyone knows because they can't see this powerpoint <laughs> they're all like <laughs> They got maybe so got into a fight. About the right, it's like torn up. Why the fuck are all of their shirts ripped? Like what? Together? I don't know what's yeah. happening. Raspy's belly button is exposed. Oh, <laughs> Wait, sorry. What were you gonna say, Camille, about the do rag? Um, I think it's really important and disturbing to know that he the do rag right now. It looks. Almost like sway, like it looks like he has something under there. No, it's just the sheer size of his. Head. Yeah, I think that's. Just so everyone knows, the slice says, "What you hiding under there, Rasby?" Oh my god! <laughs> I will delete that for the people. Oh my! I'm looking through these images and I'm like, he has a hat on, like he has something. Every- I'm literally crying. It's very much that satchel. It's no. very much a situation where I'm the crying. head is, is just large. I'm crying. And I think in a group oh like God. that where Mar- Marianne always has fresh braids, has been blessed with some like beautiful oh. hair that like yeah. where Jay Boog is obviously not afraid to. He doesn't give a fuck. With his hair. Wait, like he just felt Rasby felt pressure and said, "Let me decide it." Can we talk about in this photo how he has studs in his upper and lower? Like, what the fuck? Why is that huge earring in his earlobe? Oh my god, that's he looks huge! Way too heavy for his cartilage. What the fuck? Yeah. More hats, though. More headwear. Didn't know any also, And why is he still wearing the hat? At least one of these pictures is from 2018. I have so many questions. Why why the hat, Rasby? With the do-rag underneath the bottom one where they're in black is very This is clearly an old photo or like a recent photo because Fizz doesn't have hair. But why still, Rasby, do you choose to be difficult? I don't understand. (laughs) Why is he wearing the same, like, why is he also doing the do-rag underneath the under hat? Under the hat. In a picture in 2018 that he was doing in a picture from, like, 2003. I don't understand. Oh I don't yeah. get it. Oh it makes it's no sense like, to me. He, like, he's sweaty. You know what I mean? Like, he yeah, has sweaty, to be. But he must be, like, a, very sweaty. Especially because, like, stage lights are not, you know, cool. No. Like, five minutes under that, you are sweating. Right. But his head is oh very large. God. It is true. Maybe it protects him. Maybe it protects him. Wow, Camille. That was amazing research. Amazing research. I just think it's really, yeah, thank you. I think it's really important. Now I understand that when they were like, oh, it's a B2K reunion. Everyone was tweeting out, like, outfits that they're going to wear to the concert. I was like, funny, but I don't understand them. That's that's why. I was working at um, a 
company that I won't name. We'll just call them Urban Outfitters. Um, at the time, <laughs> and the Millennium Tour and the way that these grown people, these grown people were coming in there. I had one woman, she bought four flasks and threw them on the counter and said, girl, we got tickets to the Millennium Tour. I said, oh, it's like that. Okay. I respect the hell okay. out of that. I respect the hell out of that. She knew the vibe. She knew the vibe. Looking for outfits. I said, Miss, you're 37. Please. <laughs> like, you can't buy the drinks out of the stadium? So do you understand the fall of BTK, I guess? So they got in bid, they did this movie, and they broke up, and then they did the Millennium Tour. Yes. And then, essentially, Jay Raz, the Raz one. No. Raz, the, the Raz <laughs> no. Was like, I don't feel comfortable with this right. guy. But they right. broke up because of April with Fizz in and of itself. But no, that no, was recent. No. no, that was recent. April being with Lil Fizz is recent, but that didn't help. It didn't it help. No. The Millennium Tour. Right. That April was with Lil Fizz, and they would not shut the fuck up about it. They just and wouldn't just shut up about it. Really, it really sounded like at least from when I heard about it, it sounded like Omar, which is from the read, obviously. Obviously. That, like, <laughs> that Omarion really was the one figuring out like a lot of these uh uh logistics for the tour so it was like his that, tour yeah. literally um, it was his tour Lil Fizz is acting up and Lil Fizz is acting up and then Razby is like I don't want to be on this tour because I don't want to be around people who assaulted me valid. not good valid absolutely valid but and yeah. not looking good for the uh, <laughs> That would also make sense too if Omarion's the only one that reached out to Raz B. Like that would make sense why Omarion already was like, I don't know if this is the move right now too. Absolutely. If it's, it's like if they've already done one tour and now they want to do a second one, which would have sold out. Know, reunion, <laughs> just one tour. Right. It, that's exactly why. Yeah. Wait, did they yeah. do one tour or did they stop they did. halfway through the one they tour? They did. Oh, yeah. And they were going to do another one. And they were going mm-hmm. to invite gonna more gonna artists. Gonna they were going to bring more 2000s so artists. Did just do the second tour with the rest of the group? Well, no, it got canceled. Drop out the whole group from. Oh, Millennium 2 got canceled. Didn't it get canceled because of COVID? Oh, pandemic, I think. I, I think, think that's so. what it was. Oh, what's going to be like now? Now. It was going to be like now. Yeah. Oh. Oh, this is new. Oh, okay. Because I knew about yeah. the first one like a year or two ago. I didn't know that there mm-hmm. was going to be a second yeah, one. They were going to do yeah. a second one now. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it was going to perfect I mean, storm. Because already they weren't going to do it and then COVID hit anyway. And it's like, right. It wasn't meant to happen. It, it wasn't, wasn't meant yeah. to happen. It wasn't. All right. So then we have to, now we have to ask, guys. We have to ask. Listen, having listened to the music, we having listened to the music yes. and seeing the fashions and hearing the story. Does B2K hold up today? I want to hear Seth's response first. I think... I think absolutely yes, but with reservations. Okay, with reservations. that's fair. Because when I was listening to this... Because this, uh, when I was listening to the, the Black Boy Bands That Made Me Horny playlist, yes. curated by a one where I was... Yes. Um... One thing that was hard for me to, to get through was like, I mean, if it's B2K specifically, I'm going to say yes, but my reservations with the era is just the right amount of sexual assault. Uh, mm, that's true. That's true. It's difficult. I remember I, there was a pretty Ricky song that came on that I was 
I would I I the, I heard the first opening lyric, nothing but a number, and I oh yeah. I said, Ooh. Yeah. Oh. No and I used to love me some pretty Ricky. And then I and then yeah. that let me down the rabbit. And that let me down the rabbit hole of pleasure P. Yep. So. I mean, with the passion, with the significance, and I think with the drama that leads up to just right now, today, literally as soon as yesterday. Literally yesterday. Things that happened from that era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, it holds up. But we can't forget. We can't forget the asterisks of this time period. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Very that's true. <clears throat> that's true. And I'm afraid I'm going to have to say that a lot. But also, probably. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, will, I, will I gladly be playing Bump 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 tonight? Absolutely. 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 See, Bump 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 is not one that made it to my list because, like I said, wow. I, mean, I like men around me. Cynthia has like, to tell us what her list is. When she please, please, Cynthia. So you go I next. Actually, before I give my, you know, my decision on if it holds up or not. Mm-hmm. So I have a short list of just one sentence things of each song off of my playlist that I listen to specifically of BTK. Yes. Bump, bump, wow. bump. Like I said, made me uncomfortable. The other <laughs> you know, it's a nice time You know, it's a vibe. That's to be. I wrote, not gonna lie, I laughed at the name. Auto-tune is easy to pinpoint. Oh. But still a vibe. And then Shorty, I said 5-5, five, five, but I'm 5-3 at best. Brownie face. And then I said, ain't fizz, also 5-5. Five, five. <laughs> for girlfriends, I said, do you need a girlfriend or do you need a therapist slash mother? Oh. Listen, that was that was probably my number one song from B2K off the playlist. Yup. Um, and I will, but I will agree that was the first thing that occurred to me. That was the, yep. When I heard that first chorus, I said, ooh. ooh. But I will say overall, their music was enjoyable. The fashion, I can't be mad at it because that's just like, that movie was fashion at the time. 10 out of 10. Like 10 out of 10 every time. Everyone. I, every, I can't be mad. The one thing, I think B2K as a band, it does hold up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The management around B2K and maybe some members as an adult don't. But B2K as an entity with their music in and of itself, it does hold up. But I will not mm-hmm. be streaming Bump Bump Bump. I'm sorry. I love That's fair. I don't like that. That's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, I feel like I feel like compartmentalized. Like the music holds up for me, I will say. Lots of jam. Not all the songs. Some things I was like, okay, that's downright silly. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. But the music holds up. Like I said, that Spanish guitar with that that mm. generic hip hop bass. Is, yes. Uh huh. Um, you know, shiny leather pants, love relevant it. headwear. That ha- that holds up for me. I love that. Always. I really want to talk uh, about. I hate to interrupt you, Camille. I just yeah, I didn't point out in that orange uh, that orange setup with BJK. Yes. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who it was now. I think it might have been Omarion who was wearing a gray shirt, but pretty much had a draped orange shirt <laughs> over him. Over it. No yes, he did. Yes, no he did. You were correct. And yes, almost were. like a scarf, like a shawl type of situation. And a poncho. And yeah. on that alone. Yeah, the, the fashion school of Christo, you know, does not. No. Robert no. Kelly does not. No. It's, no, no, no. Um, 
No. Yeah, but what, how they made me feel, the sexual awakening I had at a young age, right. that holds up for me. Yes. Um, they helped you discover what your clit was. That's the worst part. Yeah. They, they, they did. Yeah. I was like, are we driving in the car over a hill right now? Oh. Are we sitting on the dryer while my mama told me not to sit up there no more? (laughs) (laughs) I like the The rumble. I like the rumble. Okay. I like the rumble. Okay. They hold up. I support. For the love of God, Mariah, please buy a vibrator. I swear to God. Hey, listen. Listen. I'll tell you guys when we stop recording. Listen, Satchel took me to buy my first vibrator, though. Because I hadn't had one. She's like, well, what are you doing? And I'm like, just using my hand. She said, barbaric. And so we went to the 24-hour no. sex oh, shop. No, it was barbaric. <laughs> Ooh, Jesus, that was too long. Oh, no. Oh, yes. no, 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 no. no. We got to be efficient. I got things to do, honey. That's, That's true. Crazy. That's what are you true. Are trying, trying to get carpal tunnel? You're no. right. You're I'm right. I'm sorry. I have one That's now. Okay, so for me. So for me. Here's the thing. Here's what I'll say, and this opinion might be okay. different than what you thought it was gonna be. But for me, I think the oh. nostalgia part of it was a bigger deal for me than the music. Because when I go back and I listen to it, mm-hmm. I'm just I, I get to thinking like, how did there was there's not much of it that I that I relate to now that that appeals to me now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that it doesn't like, I just don't think it does. <laughs> it just feels like it's of a different era and it feels like there was so, yeah, there was more, there was more hype around the group. There was more hype around the drama. There was more hype around yeah. the fashion than there, than, than the music supports. So I don't right. know. Right. It, I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it doesn't I feel hold like up. If I was gonna do, that's fair. I see. I would say that, like, if you were gonna do like a museum of black pop culture, like you're definitely gonna have like a B2K wing. You Absolutely. Know, you, I wouldn't say a wing. I wouldn't say they would have their own so wing. Maybe an exhibition. I think the band that could, the black yeah. boy band that could have their own wing. If we're talking wings, then we're talking boys to men. We're talking Jodeci. We're yeah. talking if we're yeah, talking about wings. We're talking some new edition. We're, I mean, maybe, maybe like maybe. some soul for real or something in there. But I, but boys to, yeah. like, but but I don't think they're gonna have their I own think, wing. I think. No, and I think that's what it is too. It's like there are songs from Boys to Men that are timeless that still like absolutely don't sound dated. Exactly. It really yeah. is that oh, element of today. it. I was crying today to end the road. It, that's the thing. It's just yeah. it's just it's yeah. just the Even difference. Black boy bands they it, like stack up all the way. It really yeah. doesn't. Yeah, and fair, this fair. isn't to say like because they were everything I needed them to be when I needed them. But now that I'm older, mm-hmm. I just I listen to the music now and I'm like it just it's not the same as like this music that I feel other artists have had that's like very very timeless like I'll still listen to Destiny's Child like writing on the wall writings on the wall and it still hits it's still it's still relevant it's it and it it, yeah I'm sorry go ahead Camille I'll cut you off 
But I think it's also too, you have to understand that BTK served the purpose that needed to be served. Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel that. Absolutely. The industry had changed. Oh, yeah. They were kind of caught in the middle of that, too. And think about it. Yeah, none of those groups that we meant, like your Pretty Ricky and your B5 and your Mind Savior, they're not like timeless groups. They haven't held up in the same way as these older groups did. Because those older groups were, they had like, more like stronger foundation absolutely like, it was, like they absolutely. were in rehearsal like dancing for hours and harmonizing together and right it just was a different machine when the time you two faced yeah that's true it was less beating the dead horse until it stopped spitting out money and more of yeah. like we're trying to make this a thing that will last itself long enough that way we just sit back the discography is there we just keep collecting that exactly. and by yeah, keep that, collecting money you mean p diddy keeps collecting money you yeah. don't collect anything. Literally. Say it. Someone can say it. <laughs> you don't collect a dime. You file for bankruptcy, but P. Diddy continues no. to collect money. Mm-mm. Um. Wait, who has filed for bankruptcy that used to work with P. Diddy? I'm just like... Lil' Kim! Mary, did Mary have to file? Probably. Did Mary J. Blige have to file for bankruptcy? Or was she just left because she was mad? Yeah. Probably. Not seeing any money. Tony Braxton? I mean, Tony Evans. Braxton would side to Diddy. Faith Tony Evans, Braxton. definitely. But uh, Lil' Kim definitely had to file. Ooh. Faith yeah, Evans. The first lady of Bad yeah. Boy had to fucking file for bankruptcy. Mace. Mace, literally? And Mace don't even do that no more. Mace is a preacher. Yeah. Yeah, he said that he paid, he sold his royalties to Pete Diddy for $10,000. And he offered to buy them back from him for $2 million. And Diddy said, there is a white man. If you can't match his price, he also wants your master. So, like, wow. that's when he his face. Yeah. Man. But you know, P. Diddy's all about black excellence and black unity and black right. this. And that's why I was like, bullshit. You ain't no fucking Thanks uncle nothing, of mine. Like Come you. on. It's all bullshit. And we knew that from the jump. But, because, like, I remember I saw this tweet. I saw this one tweet. Cause I think I think like um, what happened was P Diddy had given like Assad DJ Khaled's son a check for like a thousand dollars, and somebody tweeted like, "If that was me, if that was me, he gave that check to my mama would have held on to it for safekeeping." Cause he would have tried to steal, he would have tried to take the check back. <laughs> Cause that's, how, that's how much he can't be trusted. <laughs> he would have took the check back. <laughs> but, oh <God>. but, <laughs> okay, okay, guys. Wow. Any final thoughts before we wrap up? Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna say something really embarrassing. Yes, I'm being oh vulnerable here, so you can't, you cannot make fun of me for this. Do you want me to not include it? I really did not know that Joe. Okay, go ahead. No, no, you can include it. Okay, but I just like I'm, I'm, I said that so because I know that you're you. You and Camille are about to clown me for this. And you have to I think I know this. what you're about to say. What is she going to say? Okay, is it going to be that I didn't know that Jodeci, that Jodeci was a boy band? I yes, thought, I knew it. Me either. Okay, I thought I was the only one. I thought I was the only one. I have no idea. I know nothing about Jodeci, truly. You kept saying their name, and like they sounded familiar, but I, I don't think I really know a song. Yeah. Or I might, and I just no, don't recognize no, 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 no. Jodeci song. No, when I was listening to the playlist, when I was listening to the playlist, I was like, oh, this Jodeci is amazing. And I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why is there more than one voice? <laughs> several of them yeah yeah wait 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 casey jojo Devonte. then i looked it up yeah yes 
yes. I have now done, I have now looked them up. Yes, yes. I now. I, I wish everyone could are. see the face that Mariah is making right now. And Very by Mariah, deep. I mean yeah, me. She's very perturbed, yeah. Because if I had to rank, if I had to rank from that list, who's my favorite, I don't think anybody has better voices than them. Uh, of that group, no one has better I, harmonies. No, I don't think you're wrong at all, at all, at all. No, 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 no. no. Wow. Listen, listen. But you didn't know, and that's fair. The way that my, the way that my brow furrowed when, when you Google them, it says musical quartet. <laughs> <laughs> You said wait? You said four? Oh you said Jodeci's not just a person? Those are those are. I because when I was listening, I was like, oh, there's a lot of vocals here, but I was like, oh, this is background singers. Don't do that to don't do that to JoJo and Devonte. <laughs> and Devonte. I just thought they were pulling in Alicia Keys and just letting the background really singers do the work, do the heavy lifting. That's T. That's T. That's T. Leave Alicia Keys out of this one, okay? Discussion for another day. But thank you, thank you, Mariah, for this playlist. Thank you for introducing me to "Love You for Life." And now, and now I know, and now I know, and I'm better for it. That's top three Jodeci songs for me. Top three Jodeci songs for me. Huh. She still hasn't got around to my Mary J. Blige playlist that I made for her. I made her a Mary J. Blige playlist, and I said, this is just a taste. Yes. But, but. Yes. That's the thing. I actually know a lot of Mary J. Blige, and I don't know why she's, like, the one artist. From See, but that makes sense, though. Playlist. See, but that makes sense that moms like, can relate to Mary J. Blige, though. Music. Really? Yes. It was my mom. It was my older sister that was, like, 15 at the time. Listen, yeah. listen. My mama used to blow. When Be Without You came, man. You couldn't tell my mama shit. She played that song. Who? Mary is for the aunties. Mary is for the moms. Mary is for my like. She. It really is. I think all black women. I feel like all black women get their love of Mary J. Blige. It's passed down through their moms. Like all black women. It, like if you ask my mom, if you ask my mom what her favorite version of Sweet Thing. She'd say Mary J. Blige. If you ask my grandma, she would say Shaka Khan. But, like, but. Mary J. Blige, I just remember. Do y'all remember that song Runaway Love with Ludacris? Yes! Kiki Palmer is crying. I'd be like, I'm leaving home. Like, yeah, the one where Mary J. Blige is just screaming in Kiki Palmer's face and starting helping her on the screen. Kiki Palmer! Me out. Oh my god! She's like singing about her. She's like, look at her go. And she's literally just sitting there. Kiki Palmer needed help. She needed help. Mary and Ludacris were like, Mary and Ludacris were like, look at all, listen to the song about all these girls we know who we are not. Who we are not helping at all. Look at her go. Oh my god. Wow. Thank you for listening to this episode of Does It Hold Up? If you liked this, make sure you leave us a five-star review, subscribe, and tell all of your friends. It really does help. This podcast can be found on Spotify, iTunes, and Anchor.fm. And you can listen directly on our website, texturedair.com. You can follow us on social media at Textured Air and check out our website for other content celebrating Black womanhood. Bye-bye!